Hey, this is Harsh, and you're listening to Us People Podcast with Xavier Rocks. Hey listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Us People Podcast, and I'm your host, Xavier Rocks. But before I introduce my guest to you today, I've got a few facts about him. So... He was off for about four years now, but now he's back with a soulful element and a different production style with some great producers. He started music around 15 years ago, performing at open mic sessions. Um, He's also worked with a number of labels, including Sony Music, Ministry of Sound and Capitol Records. He considers himself to be a singer-songwriter with a story to tell. Let me welcome you to Harsh. Harsh, welcome. Thank, Thank you, you so much for being on the Ask People podcast. How are you today? I am not bad at all. <laughs> How was your journey down? The journey down was actually quite quick, you know. Um, I thought I'll be stuck. Bit of rain, but you know, can't help that you are in the it's UK. Fair. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's one of the things. Yeah. <laughs> um, my first question for you would be, how old were you when you first started music? When I first started writing, when I first started singing or professionally? Ooh, <laughs> give me all three. <laughs> okay, okay. So I first started singing when I was eight, so that's yeah. that's thirty years ago. Oh right. wow! Oh, so you can figure out my age. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Put myself out there. Right. That's not a bad thing. <laughs> and I see. Yeah, I started singing at eight, and I started writing when I was about 12, 13 years old. What made you transition from being? A singer, like knowing that you want to sing, to actually start writing at that age? I think my motivation or my inspiration was more like when I heard and at the 90s was Michael Jackson, was like Jodeci for our time. And I loved the way they used to perform. And at the same time, Michael's writing was good. Yeah. I loved Jodeci's melody and I tried to put it all, all together. In one, kind of like your own style. Yeah. You were trying to find your own style, yeah. basically. Yeah. No, that makes so yeah. much sense. No, that's perfect. Um, when did you realise you had a voice to sing? Honestly, I didn't realise until I was about 13. Oh, wow. Until I was told that I've got a voice. That's usually the case. <laughs> that right. is definitely usually right. the case. Because I used to love singing and I used to love just imitating singers. Right, so, so I used to imitate Michael. Right, <laughs> you're younger. Can we hear a clip? Oh god! No. <laughs> Whisper three words and I'll come running. I ah. can't do it now. My voice is very deeper now. But when you're when you're at that age of like eight or nine, your yeah. voice, obviously your voice hasn't broken in yet. Yeah, so, no, that's true. So, you know, so you almost sound like a Michael Jackson. How is it? How is it for you when you actually were twelve years old compared to when your voice broke? So how was that transition? So that's a. Um, that was a bit of a struggle. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to be honest. It was an area where I wouldn't sing for about a good year. Where, but I'll try and sing where my voice doesn't fully break. Yeah. Yeah, so I made sure that I kept my high notes going high and made sure it doesn't go. So I can yeah. still hit those high notes now. Oh, wow. You know, so the whole falsettos and even yeah. going with, into your head voice, you want to kind of, I, I can still hit those notes, which is a great place to be you know, in terms of, vocal scales yeah definitely an octave scale you like okay you can go from the lows to the highs and and without any struggle yeah because like, when i when my voice was breaking it just sound like <laughs> i just sound like like some sort of donkey <laughs> trying to sing 
right <laughs> and then when it finally broke in it yeah. was like you know what okay I'm, I'm over it now like i still remember the day when i could i finally sing again yeah right? and that felt honestly like like the best day of my life again at that at that time you know, when you're 14 13 14 like, oh, oh wow it's prime time it's prime time you've just gone into your teenage kind of years yeah yeah i mean i do did i mention that i do um singing teaching as well yeah, so I've got, yeah, so yeah. i teach as I've well got, yeah. so i've got a student who's 13 now and and he's which is just breaking in oh and he's he's had an audition for a um in la Oh wow! Vocal stars, and his voice was good then. At the point where it was okay, he came back to have to record three songs, and his voice is breaking. I feel oh. really, really sorry for him. Like he's at that point where he's. How is he handling it? He's he's emotionally like feeling it. You know, he's really emotionally like, oh, what do I do? How do I get yeah. past this stage? And um, because obviously being through it, you can kind of talk him through. Yeah, which it, is nice because you know. he has someone to talk to. Yeah, yeah, and to be creative and say, "Can use your voice this way." So when it's when it's breaking, make sure you just go into falsetto. Don't try and hit your head voice there. Yeah, because you don't want vocal scarring. You know? So you want to kind of. Because can that actually damage your your voice when you're going into the transition yeah. of your voice breaking? It can. And yeah. then you're 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 putting pressure on your vocals. Mm-hmm. Can it actually damage your voice? It can vocal. You can scar it. So it can tear it. Ooh. Tear your cord. So it's like you'll have your cords work like a curtain, right? Yeah. Right, it could tear your curtain. So and, and that can never heal. Oh. Right, and there's some artists like that. Um, the ones from Guns N' Roses, um, yeah. Axel Rose, happened to him so he can never sing again. So he went over, didn't train his voice, didn't warm up his voice. And now he's at a point where he can't sing. You know, it's just scarred his voice. Oh, wow. That's such a shame there. Yeah. Especially yeah. If, if that's your living. This is, and then this is why I always kind of encourage vocal training, you know, for that reason of... Um, how do you put it that you know how to use your voice before you, if this if this um, student didn't come to me he's 13 years old he kept singing and kept pelting his voice out he would ruin his voice how would how would that end up at the yeah. end yeah you know? well, that would be really bad yeah. how was it for you when you first performed on the stage shivers <laughs> so you're in that element you're you're about to go on stage what is harsh feeling and thinking? So my thoughts were, can I do what I do mm-hmm. when I'm not on the mic? First, because <laughs> right. it's different when you're behind in yeah. a studio compared to when you're in front. Of and that's what I felt when I got on the mic. Okay, the voice sounded not too bad. And yeah. I was like, okay, I didn't know how I sound on the mic. This sounds good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Right, not being big-headed or nothing. No, but. no, it's fair enough. It's fair. It's funny. Anytime someone comes in and they we we um wire them up and stuff, yeah. and they're on the mic, they're like, "Ooh, soul, yeah, <laughs> sounds great." I could do a deep voice. Yeah, don't see. <laughs> I won't do that. Oh, I mean, I mean, yeah, and I felt, but what I was doing on stage, even when I was singing, I'm trying to go back to that moment when I was at the spot bar in Covent Garden. I was singing and when I'm in my fake ID. <laughs> <laughs> now we know what he's been doing. Because <laughs> I finally got on the mic when I was when I was like 16, 17. Oh, wow. Yeah, a long time after I started. I think we've all done that though, haven't we? Yeah. We've all gone in with, with a fake ID or, you know. Just want to sing, right? Yeah, or a fake birth date. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? You know? As, but that was good times when you could actually do that. <laughs> for, for years, I was born in 1982. Yeah. In when I went into clubs, <laughs> um, <No. laughs> 
And then I said to myself, oh, no, I like, and then when I got to 18, yeah, I'm born in 1983. <laughs> so <laughs> it was one of those things where you realise, like, oh, okay, well, we all get to that stage in life where we yeah. get to the age we're allowed in now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we want to be in... We, the thing is, I think, I think we want to kind of, I mean, my thing was singing, because I wanted to go anywhere, yeah. open mic nights, I just want to sing. I want to yeah. hear performers. Yeah. Right? And I'll do anything to get to that place to hear them. It was inspiring. <laughs> you know, no, and it, it was. was yeah. And it's a shame we don't have many of them anymore like we used to. It's a shame that I, I was trying to do some research on different places where young people could go as well. Yeah. Just or any people, just in general. And they are definitely not, no. hardly any, where you can. This, this was one of those to. areas where when I was about. 10, seven years ago, seven years I used to work as a volunteer at a um, youth centre in, in West London. Yeah. Uh, where I used to be in studios, show kids to sing, you know, and be in the studio with them. Yeah. And it was so, so comforting to see some of the students do what they do. Yeah. You know, some of them were been in, some of them actually been in juvenile prisons and whatnot, and they come yeah. to this. And it's to show them that you can sing. So I had to go on to sing first and get their attention. Yeah. Right? But when, once once I had their attention, they were, oh, yeah, harsh. What can I do here? How can I do this right? Yeah. What can I do here? And to be asked those questions yeah, from, it was, it was I felt humbled yeah. at that point. Which is nice. Right? Um, but what I felt is that with these youth centres, as you said earlier, Xavier, was they're all closing down. Yeah. Right? And there's no place for them to go. Even There's not enough funding as well. No. And even in Ealing, what's happening in Ealing is they're shutting down and they're making flats, they're making development. You know? Money. And, and then you wonder why these crimes are happening here and there. They've got nowhere to go. Yeah. You do, you know? It's so unfair. It really is. What is the most embarrassing moment you've ever had, regardless if it's in a, with your band or in a studio time or when you're about to go on stage or even on stage? Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so the most... So this was actually on radio, BBC Birmingham. Right? And... <laughs> And my my guitarist at that time, right, that lovely guy, and it wasn't his fault. Yeah. Right? Well, it was. <laughs> Not gonna lie. <laughs> right? I'm trying to be nice. So he he had obviously spoke something on his way. Yeah. To, oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> to oh, Birmingham, wow. mm-hmm. right? And he started playing it in the wrong key, and I had to sing in that the track key. in the wrong key, and I was like, that was that was embarrassing. <laughs> But how did it go? Did it, it went. It went okay. No one noticed. You know? okay. No one noticed because you had to kind of, as I said, be articulate and yeah. creative. You know, try and make it like you meant it. <laughs> <laughs> like it was supposed to be this way. You know? What did you say to him afterwards? I just looked at him. And <laughs> he knew, just, right? He knew. He goes, okay. He's like, sorry, oh, no, sorry man. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you a drink. Literally, he was like, I owe you a drink. I'm like, he was, that, he was more like, and then he called me the next day and a day after, say, I'm sorry, didn't mean to. Like, oh. But, but it went well. I mean, he's a great guitarist and he's a great person. It's just that after that time, he just knew what he had done and he probably won't do it ever again. <laughs> it's a learning yeah. curve. It's right? a learning curve. Yeah. Everything is a learning curve. It's never a mistake. It's a learning no, exactly. curve. But it, it's nice that when you guys work together, you find the fun in it as well. Yeah, yeah, of course. So, and I think that's one of the best inspiring things that you can tell people yeah, out I mean, there. Everything, you can't, oh my God, you let my performance down. That kind of, that kind of actually doesn't go. Yeah. You know? It doesn't work. I think that's what breaks up bands as well. Mm. Yeah. Know? So it's about staying together. Say, okay, cool. You know, one time I might make a mistake. Yeah. Right. And I would like to have the same kind of response. So always treat people like you want to be treated. That's true. Right? I always say that to people. Right. And you yeah. kind of want to 
hope that if you ever do a sentence like that, they'll you'll be forgiven as well. Yeah, you know? no, that's true. And have a laugh about it. You know? Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> you have a song which is fe- which you're featured in, if I'm correct, and it's called Why. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about the story behind Why. Oh wow. Story was a bit. Um, about my ex, to be honest. Fair enough. Yeah, we uh, all have them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, it's going in and out. So what happened is she had come back, not come back in terms of wanting a relationship with me. Yeah, just contacting me. Oh, right, and just say, hey, how are you? It's like, okay, really, really odd, really weird, you know. And got me writing. I've been thinking why. I've been thinking why we broke up. And, and it's not, now you're back and you're doing it. Yeah, and I was like. I don't understand why you're coming back in the summer again. Uh, summertime, summer love. Yeah. It's the summer know? of love, huh? The summer of love. Eh? <laughs> That's a good tune. Yeah, it is actually. <laughs> <laughs> when you wake up in the morning, what is the first thing you do musically? Is it, for example, sing, dance, hum, tap, tap your feet? Sing. Yeah? Sing. What's the first thing that comes into your head? different every day You're different every day yeah, yeah, it's different <laughs> every day i can't even put it down to a track you know, you know, <laughs> that makes sense you know it's like wherever i've heard of oh, sometimes i wake up singing a track which i'm actually writing yeah. and i dream about that and I, and I kind of have the melody in my head do you ever have those dreams where you're you're dreaming and uh, this song just comes in your head and you wake up and you think you wrote it down and you didn't oh don't <laughs> Savvy, why would you do that to me? <laughs> <laughs> why would you do that? Like, I feel that pain. Oh my gosh, I think so many people have been through that turmoil <laughs> where you're having this dream and you can feel the music. It's amazing how dreams work. You can feel absolutely everything. And you believe you're writing it down. Yep. <laughs> you believe you recorded it on yep. your phone. Have you had that one before? Oh yeah. And you, rec- you think you're recording <laughs> it on your phone. And you, you wake, wake up, they up could, like look at your looking phone. Looking at your phone for the song. You know the title and everything. You can't find it. You're like, this is some. Um. I'm like, this nonsense. No, it's not right. But at the, at the same time, though, when it does go right, and recently what happened to me, I thought of the last lyric of one of my tracks yeah. last week, and I was, I was sleeping, thought of it, and I recorded it. So when it does oh, happen, okay. and I'm like, yes, I got the last lyric. See, that's cool. See yeah. how it comes to you in so many different ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what is the best and worst thing about being a musician, songwriter, and a singer? Everyone has an opinion. True. Right? So, I would that say, right, everyone seems to be have their views on what you might write and what you might do. So, the, the, the worst thing is, people have an opinion. But then the best thing is people have an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then if I put that in those terms, it's more like, you know, you want their opinion because you're like, you know, what? how does this sound? But you want, you want some approval yeah. for what you do, yeah. how you do it as a musician, as a songwriter and as a singer. Yeah. Right? But the, the opinion what you, they might have or the approval might not be an approval. Yeah, no, that's true. You know? So you're like, okay, and how are you going to take that? You know, yeah. Are you going to be offended by it? Are you going to like be okay? be like okay that's fine but i know what you mean the first time that somebody had actually criticized you or your music mm. how did it make you feel and how did you handle that oh i was stubborn <laughs> he's honest <laughs> <laughs> he's honest yeah, yeah. it's like this is mine isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's 
I just asked you to have listened to it and appreciate it. I didn't ask you to judge me. <laughs> How are you now when somebody says something? I think I'm quite the same. <laughs> listen, this is my stuff, yeah? I took my time to No, honestly, I, I do I do listen um, if I believe it's constructive enough. Yeah. People say, no, I don't like it, but give me a reason why I don't like it. Okay. Don't just say I don't like it because... That gives me nothing to go with. But what advice would you give to people out there when, when someone comes along and, and criticises them about their music? Honestly, again, just be constructive. If it's not constructive, yeah. go with what you do. Because you, know? yeah. you know what? If you if you believe you're doing something good, yeah. right, it's your thing. Yeah. Right? People will learn to understand it. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and they'll learn to love it. Yeah, that's okay? true. Because nothing happened in life where, where people always liked it first off anyway. Right? Some of them are growers. Yeah. It's like when you eat some foods, you're like, you know what, when you're young, you didn't like it, now you like it. Yeah. We're always changing. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes total sense. And when I was doing my research about you, you sang an event called Save Our Hospitals. Yeah? How did that make you feel to be part of such an event? Oh, it was... It was... It made me feel like I was doing something good. Yeah. Something... Something I think... I could make a difference that would yeah. be a great place to be yeah it's again being there for the people you know and people need the hospitals needs the A&E's and people not fighting enough for it and that's true I, right and I'm I, with you on that one and I think more, more could have been done yeah and I wish more was done but me to be a part of it felt like I was doing my part yeah you know I felt like I wanted to do more if I could have but there's nothing else I could do but just do my music what I'm good at yeah you also do, well, you do a lot of things which are really good things, <clears throat> but you also do something called Being Given, which helps homeless people every month, one, well, every month on one Saturday yeah. in every month. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about it. So it was created three years ago by my friend Amit, and yeah. he's, he started it, and him and his wife, he's, I think he told his wife, I just want to help the homeless somehow, some way or another. Yeah. When he started, we got donations from a lot of people. Yeah. I still do. And we still have people like Wenzel's who also make sandwiches for us. Oh, that's cool. That's so nice. to go out. So we they create about 200 bags. Right? Um, bags with like water, rolls, crisps, orange, in the one fruit at least, socks. So we give one bag and we walk around the streets of London. We have a group. Yeah. Um, just a group like of four in each area of London. And then we just walk around and see where people are inside streets see if there's more homeless on the, in the parks and stuff and give yeah. out food give out we have blankets teas and coffees soups so you oh, walk wow. around we would walk around a lot of things and just give them out to who needs them is it a streets. big group of you or you, and, yes. and then you divide yourself into different areas and different sections right. so but how do you find these homeless people as well we just have to walk sometimes we walk around for a few hours yeah. and sometimes we start at 6 in the morning Okay. Right? so we get to London for 6 and then we carry on till about nine, if after oh, nine wow. or ten, yeah. And it's there's groups of four, but there's nine. There's nine groups. Yeah. So there's from like Marble Arch, we go out to Waterloo, London Bridge. Yeah. Um, we sometimes hit like Edgware Road and those areas there as well. So we cover most of London. Uh, we want to oh. try branching out if we can later. So, yeah, you know, there's, there's also people in other places that need to be uh, looked seen as well because not not everywhere is being looked at. And it's growing. Is everyone a volunteer who takes part in, in this? Yeah. Yeah, and we have a lot of people on Facebook um, being giving. Yeah. Some 
people want to volunteer so it's always a churn of people but we like there's like nine group leads yeah so i'm one of the group leads for my team so we go out and i, I have my team with me and we keep changing every month which is so nice yeah, and people want to just do their part i wish there was there i wish there was more of this going on yeah. like a lot more yeah. there are some nice groups like yourself doing this and and it's humbling to know that there are people like that that care about other people yeah. who want to help them yeah. you know Living in London is not easy. No, and the thing is, these people need postcodes and need, need a postcode to get a job. Yeah. You know, and if we could help that way, someone to get them accommodated somewhere for, you know, have some sort of plan, that would be a nice place to be. Yeah. You know? That's really nice. You spoke a little bit about it earlier. You say you're a vocal teacher. Mm-hmm. Now, tell us about how it is to be a vocal teacher. And what advice would you give to anybody who wants to come to you and say, you know what, Harsha, I need your help. I want my vocals to be, I want to be a better singer. Mm-hmm. How would you train them? What advice would you give them? I would always, first off, start with breathing. Yeah. You know, and I think even normal breathing should have been from your diaphragm anyway. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, it's a relaxation method. Yeah, so I said start with breathing and relaxing yourself. And again, if you want to sing, you want to don't overthink it too much yeah yeah believe in yourself a little bit and don't you know what i always say to my students is get over overthinking yeah yeah i so, like that yeah so you kind of just don't worry about it just go for it right? relax your mind and what i find my students when they're more relaxed they just do it naturally yeah when they keep thinking about it it's just like more uh, an effort you know or is it when they're having more fun they just freely yeah express so I, themselves exactly so what okay. i what i do is i sit them down for five minutes if i have to like in the lesson yeah and we just go through like normal conversation about their day about what they love and then I go, okay let's go again yeah. go, and they hit it straight away first time see. <laughs> see so guys if you need a teacher we have one right here don't worry i'll leave all harsh's details all in the podcast for you as well brilliant thanks Elliot. um when you go on stage how do you feel? What is the first thing that you... When you're looking at... Okay, you're on stage. Yeah? You're not back at stage. You're right on stage. You're just about to sing your first song. What is your feeling? I'm going to nail this. <laughs> <laughs> He's got confidence. No, I mean, when I was younger, I was very like, oh my God, you know what? I'm shivering. And my, you know even now it goes my belly just goes like it's like a yeah. it's like a little turn yeah. right right it just turns over but when I, that's before i go on the stage when i'm on the stage and i'm about to sing it's just okay i've got this like nothing bothers me yeah you know? and i'm in my own space you know, where it's kind of like your own bubble in a way mm. but it's a nice place to be it's, it's, it's like home yeah you know? that the sounds mic, nice the mic is home only when i'm singing I can't tend to speak in presentations, okay. <laughs> right? But get me to sing, and I'm all there. <laughs> See what I'm, so, I've seen a lot of your recording sessions in yeah. the studio. What is a day like with Harsh in a recording studio? Some say it's a laugh. Mm-hmm. And some say, okay, dad, dad jokes are coming out soon. Dad jokes. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> like, Harsh, please stop. <laughs> Can you be quite serious in certain times, or, or yeah. does it, or does it fluctuate? Well, uh, I'm serious like ten percent of the time. 
Okay, right. So ninety percent of the time, there's a lot of joking. Yeah, basically. Oh, that's fair enough. But, yeah, that's fair enough. But on on on, on the real, like ten percent, that ten percent is like me actually literally. It's a whole turn I have yeah. like literally ten sec. That ten percent is all in. Okay. You know, I can have ten percent, one hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. So it's like when I go in, it's I know I just have to be finished at a certain times. So I kind of go in knowing that I have to um, get this track written or get this part recorded today. Yeah. You know? Well, what frustrates me in the studio sometimes is when I can't hit a harmony somewhere. Ah, okay. When it's I one of those days. Yeah, one of those days thinking, mm-hmm. I know the harmony, but why can't I get it today? Like, yeah. what's wrong with me? You know, well, that's but, fair enough. You know, so, that's the only time when I get frustrated and people know that I'm frustrated. Tell me about, what's it, like, I just want to let the listeners know that if they wanted to get into a studio, how was it for you? What is the process of actually getting to a studio and starting to sing in a studio because i know the techniques from singing live to singing in the studio can be very different very different yeah i mean when you're singing on a mic the difference is you're breathing as well you can hear it yeah. <laughs> i can hear it now right like having a condenser mic yeah. mm-hmm. right, to a dynamic mic which is a live performance yeah right? you can hear the difference yeah, yeah? as a condenser mic picks up everything <laughs> oh yeah we yeah? know <laughs> and, and you know when you move from here to here you can like, still hear it you know, you can still hear it. If it's a cardioid mic, you know it's a kind of hypercardioid mic. Yeah. There's a difference between all the mics, you know? And you know, if, okay, this is a cardioid mic, it's only pick up from this range here. Yeah. Right, well, some, you can't, you guys, listeners can see me right here, <laughs> right? right? And, and um, you know, you have different different styles. So if you go at the back, or if I turn that way, you can't really hear me. Yeah. You know, so, but you know, when you, when you are direct at the mic, how much it picks up. Everything. Everything. Absolutely. So what I would say to 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 the listeners is, if you are in a studio singing, yeah, make sure you are straight and you're not moving around too much. Yeah, I always say that to listeners when they're in the in the hot seat with me, (laughs) because they have a tendency to to move and then you can't hear them like you're saying. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, try and stay, but they never listen to me. (laughs) It's okay. Am am I a good boy? No, you're a good boy. You're a good boy. You know. See? I, I know how I might go. I've got a star for you later, so I'll oh. do it to you. Let's see. Oh, five, oh, five stars for that one. No. Anyway. <laughs> well, he don't want one. He wants five. <laughs> I see what I can do. Thanks. We're awesome. <laughs> uh, tell me a little bit about if you had the music industry in the palm of your hands. You were one of the biggest selling artists out there, which will happen. Thank you. Yeah, I believe in everyone who comes on my show. Yeah. Hello. If you had that much power in the palm of your hands, how would you change the music industry and why would you change it to be that way? Um, wow, okay. So I used to love maybe it's nostalgic but nineties, like music, eighties music, right? Mm-hmm. Fair enough, yeah. I still like them but what I, really, I still like the, I still like the music now. I'm not saying I don't like it, it's just that some of the beats just seem the same. Right? And I would probably there's two things here. So one thing is I would probably be more creative it's not going out if it's not like vetted by like four good people out there. Yeah. Not, not because of your image, but because of your music. Yeah. Right? So that's one thing. The other thing is music should be done for a cause. It should be a cause. Right? Yeah. Like people like back in the day used to write for for people. Like, yeah, like, like you two, Bono, you've got Michael, you've got Bob Marley, you've got a lot of people out there that wrote. Marvin Gaye, you've got a lot of people out there that wrote for a cause they felt it you know? and it was something which moves people you know? music right now does not move people 
It's just an image. And it's an image, and you go on Insta, you go on social media, so people put photos and of themselves. it sounds all the same. Sounds the same. There's, there's no movement happening. If you had that power, how would you change it? How would you change that? I would probably vet a lot of people out. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> <laughs> Like if I had that, that the power in my hand, like okay, no, nah. <laughs> right? And then I would probably go out into open mic nights and find people. Yeah, that's a good. That's well, that's where we all started out. Yeah, from. you know, and people are so creative out there when I go and say, "How come these guys haven't made it yet?" You know? Yeah, you think that all the time. Do you think that it's a bit unfair that different people have different playing cards when it comes to success? Yeah. And there are people out there who have an exceptional talent. But for some reason or another, they work just as hard as the next person, but they still don't get to where they need to be or want to be. And that's the other thing about it. It's about the marketing. You know, the marketing team you have and how much you're paying someone to market you makes a big yeah. difference. It's like when I see Robin Thicke and John B. Yeah. Right, both start at the same time. Robin Thicke oh, made wow. it. Robin Thicke made it bigger than I John B. I didn't actually even know that. Really? So, yeah. so John B. Had, his marketing team wasn't strong enough. But hear his albums and hear him live. So I've, I've been to every single John B live in Jazz Cafe, like yeah. every year. And what a performer he is! From playing the keyboard, from playing the piano, from singing. Right? Yeah. And I'm not saying Robin Thicke. I'll give him his views as well. But yeah. I just think how he was, how they were both marketed was different. Yeah. And, and Robin Thicke had the great marketing team where Pharrell you know, was was on oh, the yeah. case, right? And then. Yeah. You had John B who, who was making it big when, when Tupac was around. Yeah. Right. And then kind of fizzled out. Yeah, for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So I think marketing makes a massive difference on how you are like put out there. No matter how, how hard you work, mm-hmm. unfortunately, it's the world we live in. Yeah. You, know, you can't help that. Right. So and just, as you said earlier, if I had the powers in my hand, then yeah, that would change. What would you tell people about if they don't have that money? Are there any other avenues that they could take to possibly market themselves? So there's a lot of avenues nowadays. We've got social media, you've got yeah, YouTube. Yeah, we're lucky now. You know, we're, we're lucky in terms of how, how you push that, right? So that's down to you, though, again. Down down to the down to the performer or the artist. Yeah, no, that's right? true. That's who needs to push true. themselves. And that's where I think people fall down because if they're working and they're trying to do two things at once, and I think to, to carry on on social media, keep putting stuff on, yeah. right? It's not always as easy as that. It's time consuming. It's yes. like a job in a job, really. So you probably pay someone to do that for you too. Yeah. <laughs> right? Just to make sure that they're doing it the way that you want to do it as well yeah, as another yeah. thing. That makes total sense. What challenges in music, within music, I say, that you've been through, that you've had to overcome, that has changed your aspect and view on music and you just in general? Okay, so I'll say performance. Yeah. For me, yeah. I mean, I was never a confident performer before when I was younger. Okay. Um, I used to have a stutter as well. Oh. I couldn't speak. Like we're speaking right now, I could not do this. When I was 26, I could not do this. Right. And oh. I was on a help desk um, working. Yeah. And one of my managers says, just take your time, take your time. And it's my confidence thing. Because I think in the past, people spoke over me. So yeah. I tried to get my word out quicker when I was younger. And yeah. kind of get a stutter happening because I was trying to breathe and but I couldn't breathe enough to get the word out yeah it made a mass, major issue you know? but I could sing <laughs> I just couldn't speak yeah yeah and I overcame it by her telling me to calm down and having having take confidence your time. in me yeah you know? and take your time take your time and kind of just breathe yeah relax and breathe and make sure your words come out you know just 
fluently and softly as you can. Don't worry about what other people think. Yeah. Um, I think that's one of the pressures within music or just our confidence in general. We're always thinking of what somebody else is going to think of us. Exactly. And as soon as it comes out. Yeah. And this is what people say. Always take time to think before you speak. And I think that's that's one thing I've realised is when I was trying to get my word out quicker, I realised, hold on, maybe it's a good thing I'm not speaking now because I can think about what I'm saying and calm myself down then say it. that's true. And then put it out even in more of a better way of saying it. Yeah. That's definitely I still get true. my point across. Yeah. It's a better way of saying it. Well, that's definitely true. That makes sense. So, so I overcame, yeah, so that was my, my major thing was if I was singing, if I was performing, to me to introduce myself, I couldn't do it. Because you know, I couldn't, oh. so I, I should just sing and walk off. What was the turning point for you in that? I think when I became more confident in at work and music like in terms of people say wow harsh you're doing really well your songs are really good i love your voice and my confidence built up within myself and it's nice to hear you know so having that being being put to me the way it was it was quite nice it was like okay i feel like i can speak i can okay now you can be yourself yeah you can actually be yourself exactly and and i think that made a difference me going on stage performing even better yeah and kind of not thinking what people are thinking about me when I'm looking at people, when I was doing it before, I was thinking, um, when I'm singing, that person got a bad fit. Oh, I don't like my voice. I'm thinking what he's thinking already. Right? Wow. So now, to what I do now, I just kind of sing for them. So what do you tell your students if they tell you this? I, I tell them to sing for you, but sing for them too. So make sure you make it a performance. Yeah. You know, so sing for you, first off. Yeah. Right? But sing for them. Saying, you know what? I want to perform for you. Yeah. As well. Yeah? People always say, you know, sing for yourself, do yourself. That's fine. I can understand that. But... You are still, if you're sing for yourself, you can do it in the shower. Fair enough. <laughs> right. Right. But you're still out there on stage for a reason because you want people to hear you. Yeah, that's true. Right. So you want to kind of be a performer, perform for them. I like that, definitely. If there was one song in the world that you wish that you had your name on it, what song would you choose to say, ah, I wish I wrote this song? And why would you choose, choose that particular song? There is so many. There is, man. You've got me in a place right now where I'm thinking. <laughs> Which it's okay, we've got a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I've got two in my head I can think of. Go on then, give me the two. One's Human Nature. Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. And one's Man in the Mirror, Michael Jackson. Okay, we have a big Michael Jackson fan here. <laughs> <laughs> Just buy those two songs, but why those two songs? Human Nature, the way it was written and the way the melody. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, a story. That's a story. Yeah, a man in the mirror is what it stood for. Yeah, yeah. everything it stands for. Yeah. Just I, I wish I wrote that song. That I is a wish. good. That is a brilliant song. Yeah. You know, and I was just singing it in my head just now <laughs> as you were talking to me. <laughs> Sing it out loud if you want. You know. I haven't sang in ages, to be quite honest. Really? And plus, the listeners don't know that I used to sing. So. Oh. Well, now they do, but <laughs> this won't come out for a while. So just... You're going to edit, edit that part out, right? <laughs> no, I'll leave it in. I, I leave everything in. and <laughs> I like it to be as authentic as possible. Oh, that's so. good, that's but good. then they, they know now, look, he just ratted me out. <laughs> so, so, yeah, the, the lyrics are, yeah, that's a really good song to choose as well. And I think that that is one of my top. That, that's my first literally my number one song Man in the Mirror perfect so, turning back the hands of time do you wish that you could have done anything differently in your music career to push yourself forward I would say I wouldn't have gone to uni 
Why? Because those three years I could have been doing more and promoting and making my music happen. Yeah? Yeah. That's, wow. that's the honest truth. I like, no, it's a really good answer. It's an honest answer. And But then saying that I met, when, when you heard that track, Why? Yeah. And Losing My Mind, right? That was with a producer called Phonetics, who's one of my best friends. Yeah. But I met him at uni, so I wouldn't have met him otherwise. See, there you go. So everything yeah. happens for a reason yeah. as well. Yeah. So you, maybe you went to uni for, uni for that reason, to be yeah. honest with you. To meet people. To yeah, meet to meet, people. To meet, even if it's that one person. You know, yeah. It's still, that one person made a major difference in my life. Oh, that's... Th- yeah, that's really but that's like when we were all in college together yeah, yeah. me and harsh went to college together you were studying in music technology yeah, at the time yeah, yeah. and i was studying sound engineering that's right yeah so yeah. so i always liked to be in the back of things whereas you harsh you were more in technical but you always in the front as well yeah so it was pretty cool and that's how we met yeah there exactly. which was really nice how would you have this moment right now exactly so everything does happen yeah, for a reason yeah. oh, that's one of the best things um if you had a chance to go back in time to one memory, which was good or bad, but has helped you become the person you are today, which memory would you choose and why that particular memory? Wow. So that's a very, very, that's a very deep question, have you? I'm trying to get deep with everyone. Let <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, me <you> cry. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um. I've got tissues there if you like. Uh, yeah, cheers. Don't worry. you only got water as well. I've got yeah. some water. <laughs> I think this, well, I'll have to, before I think of this answer. So, <laughs> so I think the answer would be my one of my friends when I was 19 passed away. Um, so we were like Casey and Jojo back in the day. Oh, tell me it's right. real. And yeah. <laughs> hey. Right, and we used to love Jojo to see, love voice to men and sing in class and everything else. And when he kind of passed on, yeah. it, was, it, was very, it was an eye-opener which changed a lot of things about me. You know I mean, there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of areas where I think every experience in your life builds your character anyway, right? Builds, builds the person you are right now, characterizes you to be the person you are. That's true, yeah. Um, but this one especially made me a bit more stronger and a bit more, well, I was, always have him as a support yeah. But now I haven't got support, so I support myself. I became very independent from that point on. Do you mean you haven't got enough support in a physical sense? Because spiritually, he might be there with you still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a very good point. I mean, I do always think of him. Yeah. When I'm right, when I'm singing. No one is ever forgotten if you're thinking of them. Yeah, They're yeah. only forgotten if you don't think of them. Very true. Very yeah? true. So that's all. I always try to push that to people and make yeah. them know that the person is there with you and how are you so sure that they didn't make you go through these avenues and on mm. purpose to get you to where yeah. you need to be and want to be yeah you know very very true I mean this is why he's always thought of because he gives me that joy that smile on my face yeah you know? and I'm and thinking how many times we got chucked out of class you know oh and, we all have yeah. right and you two are singing too much we sing that song for real or um, every little thing I do and it's like okay you, you two are just gonna keep singing get out get out of class get out of class okay fine <laughs> Right, and we just get enough of being naughty just for singing, you know. <laughs> he couldn't oh. sing. <laughs> oh, hey, he was like your backup, so it was fine. <laughs> exactly, we all, we all had it, you know. <laughs> what is the one positive message that you would like to give to your fans so they can know a bit more about you that you've never told anyone else? Accept change, right, and accept every experience that you have in your life. Yeah. That would only make you a better person and grow you 
you don't go through experiences and are and are sheltered, then yeah. it's going to be hard. You know, it definitely is going to be hard when you're out there in the in the real world. So I would say to everyone, just accept change, but yet yeah, stay stay true to yourself. Be yeah. you. Let's carry on being you. Yeah. But just know that if if you can't be you one or two days, it's not it's, it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. You need to grow yourself. You need to grow yourself. No, that's true. It's a nice develop. message. How how would you tell them? <coughs> how would you tell someone to develop and accept the change? Because not everybody likes accepting change. <coughs> That's a very very good question. How <laughs> how to accept the change? Thing is, being consciously aware. That's true. Yeah, because. You, you you don't want to accept change because of the fact you are you, because you, 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 you're not consciously aware that you need to accept this change yeah you know so you have to be just just kind of know it's a change and don't just throw it out don't just think about what could be good what could you know, weigh out the pros and cons yeah right? of how this change could be better for you or could be worse but you want that challenge yeah. and, and I think in life you always have to challenge yourself no, that's true. If you don't challenge yourself, you'll be stuck at the same place. That, that is the truth. <laughs> right. Honestly, that is the total truth. Where can we find you, Hush? What is your social media? Okay, plug it to me. <laughs> okay, my social <laughs> media. So, on Facebook, it's Harsh Music. Yep. On Insta, it's So Harsh. Yep. And on Twitter, it's Harsh. Yep. And you'll find my website it's www.harshmusic.co.uk and if you want my vocal teaching page go on it's www.thevocalappetite.co.uk oh excuse me what a name where did that come from i know it's creative right i made, <laughs> I made it I, I, I thought of the name see because you're hunger for music the vocal appetite i like that <laughs> let's go <laughs> Tell me a little bit about before we go. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about your song, "Lost My Mind." Losing my mind. Oh, losing my mind. Yeah. Okay, right there you go. Losing my mind. So that song was based on the area where I was actually losing my mind, where I wanted music so badly, but society was pushing me another way. Okay. Pushing me towards working full time. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, and doing certain things I didn't want to do it, but but music was still calling. Yeah. It's that passion inside you. Yeah, and I couldn't give it up, even as we discussed earlier, to know yeah. for like when I gave it up for a while, thinking I could do it without, you know, and I couldn't. And that's when I went away for a year or two or four years and not doing music. I could not. It was always in my mind. It was there. But so I was losing my know, mind. Yeah, so that's when you know that it's your ambition and yeah. your creativity and your passion in your stomach. like, nope, I'm not letting you go. I, it's just it's just in my blood you know? I can't. it is in your blood literally <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's literally in his, do you want to tell us a little bit about your family as well yeah so we yeah so as i told savia earlier was my dad was a singer and he went towards the bollywood scene um but he was cut short because of three boys he had including myself and come back because one of the boys was really ill me <laughs> oh right so so he came back and didn't fulfill what he had to fulfill okay um and my granddad was a writer and a singer so I guess I have them to thank for what I've got both of us. So it really isn't your blood. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Harsh, I want to thank you so much for coming on the Ask People podcast today. Thank you. It's so been much. enjoyable, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, listeners, for listening to the Ask People podcast. And as always, peace.
please stay curative, stay positive and happy and continue to be kind to one another.